Good evening, this is Sir Thomas, and uh, welcome back to Snell Nation. And so what I wanted to do here is I uh, just wanted to answer a pretty simple question that gets thrown at me uh, <laughs> quite a bit. Um, it's a question that's slightly evolved, but uh, is re relatively along the same lines. And that question is, uh, uh, will you get the vaccine? And, and by that, I mean, the, of uh, course, the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. And there's quite a few options uh, because we do love our options in this country and others. Uh, just which one will you go with? And the short answer is, well, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> and uh, usually the, the follow-up to that question is, well, well, why not? Just out of curiosity. And... Uh, of course, depending on who's asking me and, and uh, the audience, uh, the the answer and the details are about the same, but I slightly adjust it, of course, depending on the environment like we all do, whether it be um, on campus or just around family, friends, coworkers, that sort of thing. And it's all centered around common sense. And I like to think that my uh, my reason uh, kind of brought me to that logical conclusion of uh, not getting it. And the first big thing is just my own personal health. So I'm, I'm 38 years old. Um, I, I take a fitness test every year. Um, I, I check my, my uh, body mass index, my BMI. Every year I, I take vitamins, that sort of thing. Um, I run quite a bit. Um, I've done the occasional half marathon, that sort of thing. And I have a fully functioning immune system. So that's reason number one. That's the big one, just my own personal health. The uh, reason two, um, it's just how this came to be. So when we backtrack, and, and of course, those that know, I mean, the, the average timeline for a vaccine to be FDA approved it's roughly around 10 years, 8 to 10 years on average. Uh, this one was, was being pushed and pushed and pushed and advertised. Uh, I mean, a year, a little less than a year. So that's something that, I, that caught me as strange. And then as I looked more and more at the FDA approval process and, and past vaccinations and their path to approval and the fact that even now, it's, uh, let's see here, April the 5th, 2021, uh, we don't have an actual fully approved, certified mRNA vaccine. And if you look back, I mean, some people like to say, yeah, it's, this is new technology, uh, mRNA, so, uh, but the studies have been there, the data's been there for years. Eh, well, yeah, but we still, <laughs> we haven't had a fully approved and certified mRNA vaccine in the United States ever. And right now, technically, we still don't because there is a difference between full FDA approval and approval for emergency use. The path to get full FDA approval is, well, long. That's why the, that average span of time, eight to 10 years to get approval. Um, and to get the emergency approval, all you have to do 
is, of course, a manufacturer, big pharma. They'll provide their own data to the FDA. And the FDA, of course, you know, because they're underfunded and undermanned and undersupervised, uh, they'll just accept whatever data they receive from the manufacturer. And if they can prove there's no other viable options, then boom, in the midst of a uh, calamity, in the midst of a um, medical emergency, uh, a pandemic, you can get that type of approval from the FDA. And the fact that, uh, of course, hydroxychloroquine, that that was uh, the big talk of the town at one point uh, last year is a viable option. But of course, there was a campaign, a PR campaign that was launched against that to get that bumped off so it wasn't a uh, viable option. And then once that was that was ironed out, that was set in stone, then lo and behold, emergency approval for use. So I'm not a very good guinea pig. That's not that's not my thing. <laughs> so uh, that's reason number two. It's just how it came to be is is under very suspicious, dare I say it, nefarious <laughs> circumstances <laughs> and possible nefarious motives. Um, and so, yeah, that's just that, that's just not for me. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a uh, government employee, also a soldier, uh, proudly served for 19 years thus far. I plan to serve many more years. And I've had someone come with the, oh, well, you're anti-vax. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just against this particular, I, I technically, I, I don't know how it even can have the title of a vaccine. It's more of a, just a shot, but, you know, not anti-vax. I'm against this particular one is the reasons I've already stated and several more. Um, but it's just the fact that just the way this is being pushed and the aggressiveness and the incentives that we're seeing, some of it is laughable. You'll see things from like Krispy Kreme donuts where they'll give you like free donuts every day for a month or, or for a year, I think, um, in one state. Uh, if you get get the shot, get the, get the shot and then show that proof that you got it and just show that you can just get a bunch of free donuts. <laughs> you have stores giving away all kinds of free stuff and and I'm sorry, but if something really is that deadly and, uh, and world-ending, you shouldn't need to provide those types of incentives to people. They should be clamoring for it. Uh, the government shouldn't have to set aside $1.5 billion to pay for a, a PR campaign to combat uh, vaccine uh, hesitation across the nation. No, you should be able to convince us and we've shifted away from that, especially when it comes to our political officials and the medical establishment as well, to proving, prove to me that I need this. And so far, that just that just hasn't happened yet. So that's two. <laughs> uh, the third is just the, um, well, big pharma and the corruption. And that goes hand in hand with the media coverage as well. Uh, there's just so many of these just mega, these mega settlements that like uh, Pfizer had to pay one that was I think two point three billion dollars I think it was in two thousand eight or two thousand nine, um, and it was all about corruption, all about mismanagement, all I mean it, it's something where 
you just wonder. It's like, wait a minute, why why should I trust them? <laughs> they just settled all these different lawsuits, all this corruption, all this just, you know, but just all about profit, all about the bottom line. So you want me to just run and jump in line and, and have someone in, inject uh, something that's was rushed and experimental and oh wait yeah and they're also not uh, there's no liability you know they have immunity from prosecution uh, from litigation you know courtesy of our, our government so so there there's that as well so why why would I get something like that so uh, it's something that's rushed experimental it's something that I don't need at all and if I do get it and something bad happens to me, I'm on my own. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, I've got, I've got health insurance, that sort of thing that'll cover whatever treatments I'll need for whatever side effects or long-term issues I, I may or may not get from this. Um, but I can't sue them. I can't sue Pfizer or anything like that. No one will be held accountable. And that's been a trend and uh, I've had some people that'll I'll say that they'll you know quit being such a conspiracy theorist, which is something I love. It's supposed to be some scary thing or deterrent or something to silence you when you start asking questions about statements made by known liars and criminals that have committed these crimes and and things in the past and show themselves to be dishonest. But I, I welcome that. Uh, it's kind of like the same way when someone wants to uh, silence a, uh, a white male conservative, uh, then they'll just call them a racist or something like that and try to publicly oust them. And then uh, that tends to put someone on uh, uneven ground and they're backpedaling and then they're spending uh, all their time instead of putting out all their ideas and debating, then they spend all their time just being defensive and trying to protect themselves and prove that they're not a racist. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not really worried about that. So I'm just putting out there just what I've learned over the past well, year plus here and uh, just what drove me to make my, my logical conclusion, what brought me there. And when I when I'm explaining this, just please understand that I'm I'm not a medical professional. I've got a handful of degrees. I'm currently in a doctorate program. Actually, I'm going to be switching. Currently in a, a doctorate of business, I'm switching to industrial and organizational psychology. But I don't have that medical background per se, so I'm not telling anyone else what to do. I'm just merely stating what my motives were and the path that brought me uh, to uh, my final decision. And it's pretty simple stuff. I mean, if you just sit down and do a pros and cons list, you do that for just about anything. And you'll learn a lot. Uh, you'll learn a lot about uh, the situation that you're in. You'll, uh, you'll learn a lot about yourself and your thought process. So I highly recommend, see, recommend, not telling. I highly recommend that when these things come up to do your own research do just never rely on mainstream media, be it CNN or Fox News, because it, 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 most of these, these organizations fall under the umbrella of, I think, five corporations. I think it's five corporations at this point that manage um, 90%, I think 92% of uh, all of our media and all of our information that we receive. So, you know, take the time to do your own research, form your own conclusions, 
And there's no need to, I guess, try to prove uh, that uh, the choice you made was the perfect choice and and constantly defend yourself uh, to others. Just, you know, you can present your case and say, hey, this is why I made the choice. This is me. This It's personal. And hey, that might not be for you. And, and that's OK. You may disagree with me. That's fine as well. And I'm quick to do that, and it helps to keep the uh, lower the temperature on the conversation because everything is politicized now and polarized and just a lot of high energy and a lot of passion. And, and, you know, people can get very aggressive in these situations. So I'm quick to point that out. You know, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that my choice is what's right for me personally. Now, if you feel that, you know, in order to protect yourself, protect your family, that you need to follow through and do that, then, you know, that's that's your prerogative. It's not my place to tell you what to do with your body, your time, and it's not your place to do the same for me. That's that's the other side of it. And, and that's what leads into the freedom of choice. And that's been my great concern ever since this whole pandemic thing kicked off. And once I saw that it was going to uh, continue to to escalate, and then it was clear that there was going to be some sort of a vaccine or something that would come down. And <laughs> of course, these uh, vaccines are set to be the uh, most uh, profitable drugs in uh, the history <laughs> of this nation, which is something else they won't really talk about mainstream media. <laughs> the tens of billions of dollars that are just being raked in by big pharma, but yeah, that's that. But anyway. If that's the choice you want to make, that's that's your personal thing. Um, I just, I implore people to do their own research. There's data out. There's data out there. Of course, you have to dig if it's anything negative in regards to the vaccine um, or the pandemic. But hey, just just do the work. Understand that um, this this is new technology. Regardless of what people want to say, uh, this is new technology, and it is not fully FDA approved, and you have no real legal ground to stand on if there is a problem, if something goes wrong, if you have a side effect that results in your death. And understand that, I mean, we've had several deaths so far, and we've had uh, thousands and thousands of um, adverse reactions, that sort of thing. So, just because you don't see it on mainstream media, because you don't see it in your Facebook news feed, um, doesn't mean that it's not happening. Um, it doesn't mean that the topic doesn't des- deserve um, a little exploration on your part. So a little work uh, can go a long way, especially with uh, the way things are now. So that's those are my reasons why, uh, my, my primary reasons why um, I felt that... Uh, taking any of these these vaccines i mean it's just um it's not for me it's not what i need but of course if uh someone else if they don't have a healthy immune system i mean fortunately we have a somewhat stable uh healthcare system in this country and healthcare uh facilities and hospitals and all that good stuff to help treat and uh sustain and, and look out for those that don't have a functioning immune system or the ability to I guess, protect themselves uh, from all this. So just just some food for thought. But uh, for me and for my family, uh, yeah, we, we, won't be, uh, we won't be getting that. So, um, and I also highly recommend 
that uh, you keep a close eye on uh, CDC regulations and policies that are in development, um, a close eye on uh, the governor of your state, uh, their administration, and anything they've got hanging out there um, in regards to mandatory vaccines or uh, COVID passports or vaccine passports. That's the next hot topic. Um, and also keep an eye on our Congress because there's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of legislation that's been sitting on the shelf just collecting dust. And this is another one of those let no good crisis uh, go to waste where they're pulling these things off the shelf, dusting them off and uh, adding in some additional language and then trying to push these these different bills through and turn them into law. And a lot of it's centered around, um, well, uh, curtailing certain freedoms and and liberties and expanding powers and uh, all that kind of stuff. So just uh, keep your eyes and ears open. And as things come up, uh, this is a fairly new uh, podcast. I used to post a lot of videos in the past, but I'll do some more transitioning and I'll provide some more, um, some more outlines um, on this uh, venue here on Anchor. Um, in regards to uh, legislation that's that's uh, hanging out there. I'll start from 2019 and go forward, since that'll be the most relevant to what's happening right now. So with all that said, I hope you had a, a great weekend. You have a better tomorrow. And I look forward to speaking to all of you again. All right. Snail Nation out. Mm-hmm.